This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bentliff and Martin Cunningham is with us today. And Martin, I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation because we're talking about, um, I guess, the shifting sands of the supply chain right now in manufacturing. <laughs> That's right. We've got thanks, all kinds uh, thanks for of, having me. All kinds of uh, extracurriculars going on. And, and I'm really curious what you're seeing, you know. I, I like to move past hype and headlines. And what are you seeing? Like in, in the conversations you're having with your clients, what's going on? And help us to kind of navigate our way through the decisions we can make to get through this. So welcome and just kind of level set for us what's happening in manufacturing right now. Uh, well, there's a lot going on, um, but and thank you for having me as well. Um, you know, just starting out with, uh, you know, kind of the backdrop you know, about a year ago, around this time, uh, you know, supply chains were really constrained, and um, logistics were really being disrupted with, uh, you know, shipping issues and and ports being uh, being blocked and things like that. And uh, what we're seeing this this year um, is is not necessarily back to normal, but certainly headed in that direction, which is good. So uh, you see. Uh, Manufacturing times, lead times, supply chain speeds improve from a year ago uh, with, with a little bit of uh, runway left to go. Um, but as, as far as uh, you know, the challenges that are there, there's that, there's there's costs, there's labor markets, there's, there's a lot of different layers to this. So uh, we can kind of parse that down as the conversation goes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And it's interesting, as you say, we're kind of back to normal we emerge into a normal where the cost of capital is, you know, crazy and where the labor market is um, fascinatingly uh, um, uh, constrained. So talk to me first, I guess, about, I guess let's work backwards from kind of logistically what's happening. Um, what are some of the disruptions that are happening, I guess, technologically and logistically and how are those two I guess combining or, or what's going on that either one, uh, I should be ready for this disruption or two, I'm not taking advantage of something new or, or improved that I might not be aware of. Uh, certainly insights. Uh, we'll see about the advice, um, you know, with the advent of, uh, artificial intelligence, um, you know, a lot of the, uh, manufacturing processes are being automated and done uh, through artificial intelligence or robotics uh, rather than done uh, manually or with the labor force. And that's creating, uh, well, I mean, that's part in response to the the tightening labor markets um, and partly due to you know, the uh, global competition. So right now uh, with inflation and, and material costs, uh, increasing at rates that we haven't seen in generations. Um, you know, right now we are, uh, we're, we're, you know, companies are looking for ways to remain competitive and keep costs low. Uh, artificial intelligence is, is certainly at the top of that list, which is probably why it's such a, a big buzz at this particular point in time. Um, so with the advent of technology and, and, and artificial intelligence, um, 
you know, it's it's creating uh, it's it's creating disruptions in the labor market. It's creating disruptions in logistics at the ports, uh, at the manufacturing facilities, uh, and it's creating a, a dynamic or a change in that dynamic that that we just haven't seen, and the magnitude is just uh, just astronomical. How can I be using uh, AI? So, what what are some of the things that are happening where AI is concerned? The hype and headlines with AI are really interesting, but can limit our thinking a little bit. I think sometimes, especially where manufacturing is concerned, that I don't know, it has more to do with creation of of content or materials rather than of prognostication, of forecasting, of yeah, even um, resource allocation and things like this. What are ways that I should be if I'm, you know, I'm leading a manufacturing outfit? If I'm slow on the uptake with this AI stuff, what should I be doing to kind of catch up? Or how can I be starting to think about this in my organization? Uh, well, it's certainly the application of AI is probably just as important as what AI actually is. Because as you mentioned, the uses can range from forecasting and analytics to, um, you know, the, the procedures and, and uh, you know, the, the precise nature of the manufacturing process from a quality perspective, from a testing perspective. Um, there are different ways that artificial intelligence can, can kind of dive into that information at the molecular level and, uh, and be able to identify uh, certain patterns and certain, certain uh, anomalies that, the human eye, the the human process really can't detect. Um, so, from industries like pharmaceuticals or, or healthcare to uh, you know uh, software technology applications to uh, almost anything, artificial intelligence can permeate throughout any industry, any process, um, and as well as as uh, from uh, if you're looking at it from a matrix perspective, for, as well as any function. Um, so this that's why it's different is because there's so many layers and dimensions to artificial intelligence that uh, affect affect the outcome of a particular product, affect the outcome of a particular business or industry. Um, so it is revolutionary in many ways. Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, Pro CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC Financial Flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com How are these things, um, you know, several things, the technology, the aspect, uh, the shifts in the labor market where technology can intersect with that, but how is that impacting pricing from where you sit and how is that um I'm always thinking about the downstream and the upstream effects of wherever I sit in the supply chain as a manufacturer. Um, how do I adjust to that? So are my costs going up? And so I'm having to adjust that. Are my, um, is, is, is the supply chain constraints, even if, if they're loosening them up, impacting my ability to serve my customers so that I am required to do what? Just talk to me a little bit, I guess, not just pricing, but even the customer relationship. How is that changing or shifting from what we've been so used to for so long? The customer relationship or, or yeah. the artificial intelligence in the application? The customer relationship. I'm thinking about all how all these things are intersecting okay. <laughs> in how I do business. 
Got it. So, um, yeah, the customer relationship is very different today. I mean, uh, you know, the, on the retail side, you know, the brick and mortar stores are, are shuttering uh, completely. It's uh, everything is online and uh, home delivery. And with that comes a completely different delivery model, uh, as well as uh, logistics and supply chain in terms of packaging and, and delivery. Um, so the, the customer today is very different than it was even 10, 15 years ago, let alone, uh, you know, a generation ago. Um, as far as pricing is is concerned, all those things are being uh, factored into, uh, you know, the price of delivery, the price of packaging, um, and then of course recycling methodology with the with the boxes and plastics and things like that. Um, so everything factors into um, the cost of of making and delivering the product, and that in turn is being passed along to the consumer. Um, so the consumer ultimately is is at least at this point, um, interested in desiring that type of service, that type, that type of delivery and is willing to pay for it. That may change over time, but at least at that point, at least at this point, it's been moving in that direction. Okay. And I, I think that there can be, and it's not, uh, intentional. There's no fault or blame, but there can be a complacency with a status quo. So we can just be used to uh, our customers behaving in a certain way for so long that our business model, our revenue model is designed around it. And we can be slow to adjust when there are shifts like this. What should I be doing to better understand either, either that end user and how it's impacted by what I'm doing, but also my customer in that, in that process, what are some ways that I can be better understanding what's going on with them now? I mean, do I just pick up the phone and, and, and talk about like, what, what are you, what are you dealing with so that I can better respond? Or is it that simple or what, what are ways that I can better understand my customers so that I can reverse engineer how I should be changing my business? Yeah, I mean, it comes down to the fundamentals. I mean, I, I think if you try and infer and, and apply some sort of logic, at least on the human side, the AI side might be a different story. But, um, you know, I think getting to know your customer and having those conversations and getting out, uh, you know, customer facing is, is very important. So, um, you know, rather than just trying to put logical components together and say, well, the, the, the uh, globally it looks like people want to, have their product delivered at home and, you know, but, but where are the specifics, right? Maybe certain products are, maybe certain products aren't, maybe certain demographics are and certain demographics aren't. So market research and understanding who your customer is and what, what their expectations are um, from a price perspective, from a, a delivery perspective, from a performance perspective, um, rather than just making blanket assumptions. And I, and I think that in today's world, it's easy to fall into that trap because things are moving so fast that you can only uh, gather so much information at, at one particular time before it becomes obsolete. Mm. And which is fascinating. I mean, we're, we're at a breakneck speed. I think thinking about that, and I'm, I'm, I'm continuing to think about AI in this conversation. I've read somewhere and I like this and I repeat it often. Uh, AI might not uh, take your job or your customers, but the company who knows how to use AI might. And I like that when you're thinking about the, the team around, around a manufacturing, you know, organization, what shifts in hiring or in hiring strategies should I be thinking about? Not just for right now, but a year or five years from now or 10 years from now. What, how should I be evolving? This is the team we've always had who have been always good at these things. Do we need to be starting to shift to bringing in a different level of expertise or energy or or um, special specialty so that we are better leveraged to just do these things and not just respond to these things? 
Yeah, I um, mean, you know, I think that when when you're looking at uh, the the changing labor force, the changing expectations of the customer or consumer, you know, I think that it's important as you're looking at your team of associates to look at the skill set and making sure that you have a diverse skill set both top to bottom, left to right, uh, from a leadership down to the associate level, from uh, one function to another. Uh, it's important to understand what uh, or assess what talent you have, what skill sets you have, and what you need, and to fill that gap. Um, you know, where, you know, maybe our parents, you know, were, were had the same job and did the exact same thing for 30, 40 years. That's not, I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. I think that as professionals, we have to continue to grow, evolve, and change uh, from that level and, and be able to adapt to uh, the new technology and the, and the new applications of uh, certain intelligence, certain uh, changes in the marketplace. Um, so I think it's it's imperative for us to, to respond to that um, rather than be reactive to it. Martin Cunningham is at ProCFO Partners, and I always love these conversations with you, Martin, because um... They're so wide ranging, but they always kind of, for me, funnel down into, and therefore it's going to impact your ability to do business in this way. And I think we've we've touched on a, a couple of really interesting topics with this. And I'm looking forward to having you back in the future. I think we got to unpack this AI thing a little bit more. And and uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see, I guess, how inflation continues to move, how the labor market continues to move, and how that that impacts things as you're seeing it. Thanks for being with us today. Appreciate all of your guidance and and, and insight. Well, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.